you know, I think if we do remember that our flame gets brighter when we light another's, that is really the key to a successful life. Hi everyone, I'm Annika and this is the Tried and Truth Podcast. Welcome back to the episode of the Tried and Truth Podcast, wherever you are listening from today and whatever state today has you in, whether that's a mental state or a physical state, I'm just glad that we get to hang out today. I'm so thrilled to share today's guest with you. Over the course of the last 13 years of knowing Laura, I have learned so much about what it's like to lead, to lean into where others are at and to learn from them and to love better and serve better and become better together. So I'm just excited for you to get to hear what she has to share in this conversation today. Laura Burnside, my dear friend, mentor, <laughs> lifelong, um, just everything. Thank you for being here. <laughs> oh my goodness. It is my absolute joy and pleasure anytime I get to spend time with you, but especially to be here on your um, podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, this is going to be just such a treat. Um, you and I had coffee a while back and this conversation came up and we said, we just got to turn this into an episode and talk more about this. And so I'm excited to unpack some of this today. We're kind of unpacking a little bit about how we can just come alongside of each other in more meaningful ways. And as I think about coming out of part of the beginning of the holidays and entering into the book of the holidays and then starting a new year. I think about how can we, you know, be our best selves in light of how we support one another and how we join in community and how we build each other up and how we not only think of what are our new year's resolutions or what are the things we want to accomplish during the holidays, but kind of getting outside of ourselves for a little bit, which is so ironic because it's when we think about other people, we think about creating connections and community and building each other up that actually comes back and, and builds us up. And so this is a, a great challenge and a great conversation, I think, to have this time of year as we, uh, yeah, as we just set into a new year, new ideas, new seasons, new chapters. And for all those listening, you know, even just last holiday season looks very different than this holiday season. And so just putting a little bit of a spin on a, a new perspective for this season and so before we unpack that, I would love for you just to share a little bit about you and just your journey. Sure. So I um, have spent most of my career in healthcare, but in a different way. I'm not a clinician. So I found ways that I could give back that really lit the fire in my belly, while at the same time helping not only our patients receive a better experience and better care, but also those who are providing that experience for patients to feel supported while everyone feels valued and honored who would walk through the doors of a healthcare facility. So that was um, really my career journey. I've had the privilege of um, working as an executive in a hospital setting um, for a number of years. And then also working as a consultant, traveling the country, working with small hospitals, large hospitals, academic medical centers, uh, for-profit, not-for-profit clinics, whatever, <laughs> um, whatever you want to say in healthcare. Um, and I, I was in a couple of hundred of them over the course of a dozen years or so, spending time with leaders, spending time with employees, spending a lot of time with the senior leadership team, really thinking and finding ways that would allow the organization to function at its highest levels. So spending a lot of time around engaging people, 
whether you work at the facility or you receive care at the facility, and finding ways to do that that were unique and innovative and special and really related to the culture of, of the organization because everybody's different. Yes. And so it allowed me to really see that, you know, the way that people respond and react to things varies on their experiences and on the way that they um, actually view and have a perspective of what uh, life is or what their life could or should be. And, you know, realizing that not, not everybody thinks the same. And so having those moments where we can support one another in a, a way that is meaningful and necessary for what we want um, is, has always been just what the fire in my belly has been about. And I've been really fortunate and blessed to spend about 25 years of my career doing that. Oh, it's so fascinating. And just how every single place is so different and everybody is so different. And I think that's something that, um, that I think you do such an incredible job of is figuring out how to meet people where they are. And so I'd love just to hear your thoughts when you hear the question, if somebody were to ask you, how can I come alongside of a team or around my colleagues or my nonprofit or my organization in just really meaningful ways in all yeah. the different places and spaces you've been, what comes to mind when you hear that question? The first thing is really understanding who you are as an individual. And when you get down to the heart of authenticity, that varies for everyone, right? But we have to understand ourselves first before we can actually give back to others. And when we allow ourselves to go into that very vulnerable space of realizing and recognizing what's meaningful to us, what brings that authentic nature out in us, and what allows us to be the very best that we can be individually, that's when we're able to give back to the collective whole. And when we give ourselves permission to explore that, and um, unpack that, then we have an opportunity to actually um, help others find that space too. And when we allow ourselves to be our best, we can actually bring others into that, um, into that realm as well, and they can be their best. And then all of a sudden you have an elevated performance level that takes really terrific people and creates a space that is extraordinary in the way that they serve others. That's so good. I kind of have this visual that I talk about when I'm talking with entrepreneurs where it's yourself, it's this almost like a circle that expands. It's yourself, your people, your business, your community, or your impact. And it starts yes. kind of like exactly what you're saying. It starts with understanding and unpacking who you are. And I think for some people that can be a really scary place or they don't even know what that looks like. What does it look like to understand myself? Um, I yeah. think we naturally go to problem solving mode when we start a, start a business or inherit a team or take on a new project. It's like, what do I need to go fix, do, make, create versus yeah. first, like you said, understanding how do I function under stress? What are the things that are going to be challenging for me? What are the mm -hmm. things that are my strengths or my weaknesses, or even just that ability to connect emotionally, kind of talk, talk about emotional intelligence or that emotional quotient mm -hmm. that we yeah. have of that self-awareness of when I'm in a room with a lot of change or when I'm around a lot of people that are very different or think differently than I do, how can I prepare myself for that? And so I love that you said 
if you want to create a better connections or, or create um, more meaningful interactions with people or make a bigger difference. Yeah. It kind of starts with understanding yourself and understanding yeah. how you're wired and not being scared of that, but seeing that as an yeah. opportunity for greater possibilities and greater impacts. Yes. And I think we have to really start with who are you and what makes you tick, right? So when we look at that first in ourselves, we think about what makes my best self. And I, I was reflecting um, in pr preparing for this podcast about a talk that I was asked to give last December. And they kept saying, live your best life. How do you be your best? How do you get your best life? And I'm thinking, who am I to even speak to that, right? Because my best life might look very different than somebody else's. And so it caused me to reflect a little bit. And when I think about how do you create your best life? It really is about creating your best self. And I think there are a couple of elements to that that allow us to be able to get there in an easier way. Number one, we have to really be bold mm. and we have to take on our life with an enthusiasm that is contagious. And when we feel passionate about something and we're bold enough to try it, that that passion is so contagious that other people want to be around you. You know, I, um, I I used to laugh all the time because I've never won any like VIP award in my in my life. Right. But I and when I was a kid, um, I played volleyball, which is funny because I'm really not very tall. And, you know, in order to be able to hop and jump and I'm also not athletic. But I was always awarded most inspirational, right? And my brother would tease me and he said, that means you're not very good, but you really are really encouraging to get everybody in, in the space where they can be their best. And so I, you know, I was the setter. So I never did anything that was extraordinary on the court other than set the ball up for everybody else to be successful. But when I think back on that, I didn't know anything about playing volleyball when I first started. I still don't know that much about it, but I can set the ball like nobody's business. And I think what's really important in that is that we are bold enough to try new things. When we think about being bold enough to try new things, I didn't know anything about the sport of volleyball, but I thought it looked like a you know, a lot of fun. So I'm pretty shy in nature and introverted. And I thought, okay, well, at least I'll try out for the team. I was lucky enough to get on the team and I wasn't very good at it other than the fact that I could set the ball up for other people who were really good at it. And I think what that taught me early on was being bold enough to try something new and knowing that I don't have to be everything. I am one member of a team that when I set it up, for other people to shine and other people's strengths to come out, we all win. And that's what I think is really an important element in us understanding who we are authentically, but being bold enough to try something new so that uh, you can explore options and opportunities and find people who might have other strengths who can really bring the whole picture together. So being bold, I think, is really important in finding your authenticity. The second thing I would say is we have to find those moments in life that we enjoy. And that's different for everyone. I love to wake surf. I, again, I'm not real athletic, so I can't say that I'm like a national wake surfing expert, right? But again, it's something that it scared me um, at the beginning, 
but I enjoy it so much. And I find this moment that I'm out there that I'm not thinking about anything else except staying upright on the surfboard and not falling. And I, and that's a real enjoyment for me, but I find it to be an escape. And it's one of the few times that my brain really shuts off. And I encourage everyone to find those spaces where they can shut their brain off to become their most creative self so that you can really find those moments of enjoyment that, again, bring you life and bring life to others. Because once we are, once we authentically understand who we are, we can actually bring life to each other. And then there's just this tremendous method of supporting one another and finding those moments of really understanding when I can give and when someone needs. And there are moments, even in our friendship, we've talked about this, where, you know, I'm not having a great day and I know that I can pick up the phone and call you and there's no judgment. You're going to offer me grace. You're going to offer me a space to maybe say just venting moments of things that I just need to get out, but there's never any moment of condemnation or any feeling that I can't be who I need to be. And so those moments when I can only give 10%, I call on you, for instance, as my friend to give me the other 90. And whenever I hang up the phone, I always feel better. And so having those people that you can reach out to that can provide you that moment of support when you need it is just incredibly important. And then the last thing that I would say, as far as like just kind of creating this best self for you is to take time for yourself, whether that's reading a book, whether it's meditating, whether it's sitting in silence, whether it's shopping, whether it's going for a walk a run, doing yoga, whatever it is, just having even five or 10 minutes that you can just be you and just have time for you is so important to that recharge of the battery that we need in order to be able to fuel everything that's going on in our lives right now, which can be often very chaotic. And if we don't do these things, being bold and enjoying life and supporting each other and taking time for ourselves, we can burn out so fast that we don't, we feel like we don't have anything left to give. And so I feel like when we're better together, we understand what that means to those that we're close to, but we also explore who we may not even know at this point and, and go into a whole phase of, you know, what if, what if? Hmm. And when we go there, we start to open up doors that would never open unless we were courageous enough to take those first steps. So good. And for those of y'all that are listening, if you didn't catch that, Laura always has an acronym. So <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't catch the BEST, if you're feeling burnt out, go back to the acronym to find your best self. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's what happens when you yeah. have to, your brain is too full of things. I can remember best. I can't remember necessarily how everything lines up. <laughs> but I love it. I love so many things about what you just said. One of them, I'm almost done with a book right now called Courage is Calling. Absolutely love it. But one of the things that he talks about, the author talks about in the book is that courage is contagious. And I think we don't realize that there are very tiny acts of courage that create these magnified ripple effects in other people's lives. It's just this ripple by taking this 
tiny act of courage. It's not necessarily these big, huge things, but boldness can be in the small. Boldness can be in the simple. Boldness can be just showing up to today and being engaged in a conversation that can be boldness. So I love just that idea that it's, it's so contagious. Um, I also love your, your wake surfing ability. It's very (laughs) inspiring, but the example that you talked about with just volleyball Mm -hmm. and, and wake surfing, I think those are just finding that margin in our life to do the things that light us up, but also looking at our role, not in light of what is necessarily the, um, importance of that role, but really thinking about how does it impact the greater good? Like, how can I set all of us up to win? It's not necessarily all what's in it for me. It's what's in it for me. Plus what's in it for them equals what's in it for us and them, you know, it's like this just expanded way, way of thinking. So I, I love that. And just that idea of, of creating that time and, and margin in our life, but also finding the people to fill that space with finding the, the people that do like that spark, that do bring you joy, that do encourage you, that do help cheerlead and champion those ideas because the, the world is vying for our attention in all the depleting and discouraging and diminishing ways. Yes. And so we have to create the margin and push some of those pieces aside and invite that support or that community in that really breathes life back, back into us to help us rejuvenate and reset and and get re-engaged in the game of life really <laughs> so yes and you know i love that you talked about courage because courage is not necessarily huge and and you you said this a moment ago and i think i don't want your listeners to miss your point because courage is so often the small steps that get to the larger good right so courage might be going to a neighborhood party when you're new to a neighborhood. Courage might be going to a community event that's being held. Courage might be stepping into a a group that you have an interest in, you know, what their topic is that they're covering and you don't know anybody. And we've all been in that space where we feel anxious and nervous and stressed out. And especially if you're introverted, it's very difficult to break into that, right? And so I try my bet, which I am, you know that about me. And so going into any kind of networking space or um, space where I don't, I have to make small talk is very challenging for me. And so over the course of the last few decades, really, I've tried to retrain my brain into not how scary is this, but rather what if, what if I met somebody who was super interesting tonight? What if I met somebody who starts to let me think about things a little differently? What if I met somebody who has a strength or an an, um, intelligence about something that I don't, that I could really learn something from them? What if I met my new best friend? What if I met my significant other? What if I met um, someone who could be a business contact for me that could open up an entirely new trajectory for what my future career could look like? And when you think about those in that light and then step back and say, okay, now I, all of that's for me, right? But what am I giving? What if I gave somebody all of those things too? What if I became a best friend? What if I could provide information that would allow someone to think about something differently? 
What if I was a person who could offer something to a conversation that was um, energizing and exciting for someone and they found their passion just because of that? And I think it goes back to, we never know what our impact might be. And sometimes we don't know it ever. And sometimes it takes years for someone to tell you. But interestingly, last night, I was on the phone with um, one of my teams and one of the team members brought up um, the first time we met. I remember that day very vividly, but my remembrance of that day is very different than his. My remembrance was I was so scared to go and do what I needed to do that I was going to bring somebody with me who I knew would do a great job, right? So I go and grab someone who I think can bring something to the table that I can't. His view of that was I'm scared to death because my boss's boss just came to get me to go do something. <laughs> and what if I don't do a good job, right? And so I, it really opened my eyes to look at this from two different, completely different perspectives to say, oftentimes what we think someone's agenda is may not actually be their agenda, right? And they may be reaching out for assistance and help. And the more that we can do that for each other and support one another through those hard times, we all win. That's such a good insight. Even just to think about that, that perspective. And I think so often the opposite, right. Of courage is, is fear. The opposite of boldness is fear. And I was telling a friend yesterday, and there's a book called, what if it's wonderful. I've had the author of the book on the show. And I was telling her that they, one of my biggest takeaways is just the title of the book. And I told her, I keep telling myself, but what if it's wonderful? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, well, what if, what if I, I'm not dressed in the right attire? What, yeah. if, what if they're a lot more fancy or what if I'm supposed to have this prepared or what yeah. if, you know, they're this or I'm that or whatever it might be, but it's like, but, but what if it's wonderful? Yeah. Or if you have fear of just getting in the car, getting on the plane. Yeah. It's like, well, what if something happens? But what if it's an amazing new memory and adventure and just take that courageous, bold step of just yeah. going to show up, yep. get on the plane, get in the car, go to the party, go to the event and just be there yeah. and just be there. And so thinking of just those boldness or courage and in an opportunistic way, but like you said, I love the thinking of both, both parties. Yeah. Like what if it could be really great for them, but what if I could give something really great as well? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really cool perspective shift just to think about when you're facing something that might feel a little bit uncomfortable. You talked about um, emotional intelligence earlier, and I think that's where that comes in and empathy. But in order for us to actually experience that at its fullest level, we have to push our ego aside, which is hard because our ego is a thing that really kind of gets the the dopamine going right in our brain. Like it's, it's that thing that allows us to feel confident and feel, um, you know, we get joy from it. Right. And, and we have to set that aside and realize that in order for me to actually be who I need to be for other people and be that support, I have to push aside anything that I know and allow myself to understand their space. And that takes some time and very intentional listening and very intentional mindset of, 
I want to understand you so much because I value and honor who you are as a person. It doesn't mean I'm going to agree with all of your beliefs. It doesn't mean that I'm going to agree with all of your opinions, but I'm going to respect those and I'm going to try to understand them so that I understand who you are as a person so that we can, again, find where our strengths are and leverage those for the greater good of the community or um, the nation or the world. It's really, really that I'm envisioning just this curiosity greater than ego <laughs> and allowing yes. that curiosity yeah. to just help us understand where people are coming from. And I think you do such an amazing of job of that. But I think to, to some of the examples that you've given too, is just putting all that aside and saying, help me understand, walk me through <laughs> what you're going through. And I think we, we, a lot of times jump into situations with these assumptions or with these ideas or these kind of box mentalities of what we know or the way we've seen it done, but allowing ourselves to understand where they are, what truly is so that we can kind of bring all of those pieces to the table. So yes, curiosity greater than ego. Love that. I I want to talk a little bit about just trust. How do we create friendships and relationships and, and teams just built around trust. I think that is something that is just an incredible asset to anything, to a family, mm-hmm. to an organization, to a team. And so I'd love for you just to share anything that kind of comes to mind around just creating or building stronger trust or deeper trust. Yeah, I think it has to just start with curiosity and with allowing people a space to, to share in a non-judgmental environment. And so let me talk about that in two ways, if you don't mind. One would be at work and one would be in your personal life. And sometimes they bleed over into each other, right? They blend together. But um, in the professional setting, we do it through tactics and techniques that we teach that allow people to ask questions and get meaningful responses based on what we want to learn and know and what we're curious about as a leader. And doing that in a regular, consistent way allows people to know that I have a voice, I can share what I need to share and I'm heard and there's a response and follow up to that. And when you do that a few times, people understand and know that they can count on you. And sometimes it's little. So the other day, for instance, I was, I ran into one of my, um, one of my team members and she said, will you come see us? And I said, sure. And the next day I actually did that. And what happened from that, again, for me, that was a, I just wanted to see them. Right. But for her, She gave me the biggest hug and whispered in my ear, you actually did what you said. And that's where trust is built in in business, right? Like on that business side. And it's not the monumental things. Again, it's having the courage to do these small, very basic things, but you do them very consistently and allow people to know that they're heard and that their voice matters. That's, and you keep doing that, right? Like it mattered so much that I wanted to follow back up with you. And so that's a key part to the business side of it. Now that oftentimes relates the same way personally, whereas your friends know that I can count on you. 
So I know that I can call you and I referenced this earlier in this podcast, right? I know that I can call you and I can say something and you're not going to judge me. You're going to sit there and allow me to say what I need to say and offer me grace. And when you do that and you don't go talk about it behind my back, right? Um, And I know that when I say it, it's in the deepest confidence space. I then know that I can trust you. And then you reciprocate that to me. And we have the opportunity to begin to build a fabric and a foundation that's really hard to break through. And we do that with small, small gestures every single day that allow us to know that without a doubt, I have a handful of people, sometimes it's only one or two, right? That I know without a doubt, they will be there for me regardless. But it's not done through some monumental, you know, extraordinary measure. It's through the small moments, sometimes in just quietness. And in knowing that you may not even know what to say, but I can see it in your eyes. Those are those moments where trust begins to be built. And that's with friendship or relationships of any kind, whether they're romantic or not. And it kind of goes back to what you said earlier too, just about creating that, that time or that margin. Yeah. If you don't have the margin to hold space for people or to allow an opportunity, like you said, going into someone's physical space either, mm-hmm. right? Showing up or meeting for lunch or meeting for coffee. If you have no margin for moments or no margin for relationships, it's really hard to create that authentic place of, of yes. trust. So I, I love that. That's really that's really, really good. Um, I want to kind of end with just this idea uh, around success. Mm-hmm. I think you and I have talked a lot about this, but I think as women who are highly driven mm-hmm. and motivated <laughs> and very perfectionist, I just, I would love to hear your take on, on success and kind of what today success and the pursuit of it looks like for you. Yeah, I got really lucky about 20 years ago, probably. Um, And I'm going to tell you this story and you're going to say, that's not very lucky, but I had, um, but I, I view it now differently than I did at the time. We had about eight different family members pass away um, in our family in a very short period of time. And my, uh, my leader at the time cared enough about me as a person to know that something didn't look right in, in my eyes. And he pulled me aside and asked me what was going on. And because again, kind of going back to what we just talked about, because he had built a very strong trust level, I felt confident that I could, um, engage in a conversation that was very vulnerable. And so I shared what was happening personally. And he said, you know, nothing has, has impacted your work, but anyone would need help at this point. And so he encouraged me to utilize the employee assistance program. And I'd never done that before. And that began my uh, relationship with professional uh, assistance and professional therapy that has really allowed a lot of doors to open and close a lot of doors that needed to close. Uh, But it was because I had someone who cared about me and trusted that 
um, I would be able to, you know, to take that information, but it was because we had a really strong relationship that 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 could happen. So my um, at one of these sessions way back when my therapist realized that I am type A, um, probably in the first five seconds of our talking, um, that I'm highly <laughs> driven, highly competitive, um, a, a high achiever, want everything to be perfect, want everything to be, you know, just so and, and really stress out if it's not that way. And during one of those sessions, he, he asked me this question that has stayed with me all these years. And that was, what would happen if today, instead of being a 10, you were a nine? And when he asked me that question, I truly felt physically ill. And I, it was at the end of our session. And so I left with that in my head that I had to play with and really ponder on and have still for you know 20 years. And I think it's something that we all need to think about in the chaotic lives that we have where so many women in particular are juggling everything you can imagine from children to family, to a career, to parents, to you know, community involvement, whatever it is, right? That starts to just get really weighing. And I think we feel so often when we have these type of personalities that we have to be a 10 every single day. And what I found in allowing myself on some days to just be a nine and let that nine be okay was a tremendous freedom. And it's where I came to understand that perfectionism is actually the biggest form of self-abuse there is. Hmm. And if we allow ourselves to just say, today, this is what I've got. And it's going to be good enough because it's what I've got to give. And at the end of the day, if we look ourselves in the mirror and say, I've given everything that I had today, that's as good as we can do. And we should be proud of those efforts, regardless of what that looks or felt like, you know, at the moment. Such a great realization. And I know you've shared part of that story with me before and I've shared with you how how many times I've re-referenced, I don't know if that's a word, re-referenced, <laughs> referenced. <laughs> I referenced just that idea of, but what if today is an eight and I think or a nine or a seven or yeah. whatever it is. And it goes back to that that need to build or to engage with our community or support, yeah. which goes back to creating margin for that. You know, it's it's all around how do we create or come alongside of each other in meaningful ways. We've got to create margin for those relationships, margin yeah. for the support. And and it's okay to not be okay sometimes because when yeah. you have that net around you, like that's the beauty of it. We yes. help each other pick up those pieces, whether it's in a marriage, whether it's yes. in, on a team, it's okay to say today, I'm not, I'm not okay. But when you've built that trust or you have those friendships or you've built those relationships, it is such a gift to give other people the opportunity to come alongside and serve you and bless you and help you and support you and encourage you and say, I've got this for you. Don't even worry about it. And I'm yeah. sure you and I can think of countless times where other people have done that for us. But yes. you mentioned this a little bit ago too, but what if we just went and did that for other people too? 
you yes. notice something in someone's eyes, being aware, being aware yeah. of something is, is not right. And I don't necessarily know what it is in a friend or a colleague or a peer. And sometimes you don't even have to necessarily have the curiosity, but just have the awareness of just dropping off a little something, writing a little note, saying an extra word of encouragement in that email or in that note that you're sending or the text message that just helps them to feel seen and noticed and supported and that you're there. Yes. You are there if they do need anything. And I think that's just such an incredible gift. So I love just that yes. definition of success is just whatever you have to give today. It's the best you've got to give. And, and that is, that is yeah. that pursuit of success. Yes. And I would say, you know, find, find the fire and find the thing that lights the fire in your belly. Yes. And yeah. when, when you get excited about something and you're passionate about it, that's contagious too. And it, knowing that those are the moments that we're going to be our best is when we have that fire that's light, it's lit so brightly that you can't even begin to extinguish it. And there's no way that you cannot do that thing. That's where I think you find the greatest success. And that's again, different for everybody. It's a, there's not a right or wrong to it, which is the beautiful part about it is that everyone owns their own success and owns what they believe to be the thing that they can give back to this world. Well, I for sure feel very encouraged and inspired as always for any tiny or large <laughs> moment of time that I get with you. And so thank you for just all of the, the reminders and just equipping us with, with some tools, with some thoughts, with some stories, and just that fire within us to think, okay, how can I go pass the torch and help keep other flames lit and burning and just spark a little bit of light in someone else's life. And so thank you for that. Oh and for goodness. this. Oh my goodness. I love that. And, you know, I think if we do remember that our flame gets brighter when we light another's, that is really the key to a successful life. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Laura, you know, about 13, maybe I guess about 14 years ago now, someone had asked me, is there someone who is connected to the organization I was part of at the time, um, who I wanted to be connected with and learn from and just and aspire to be. And I had seen Laura speak one time and I was just so impacted by what she shared and how she shared it. And it's just been really cool to see after all of these years working alongside of her, uh, becoming friends with her and also learning from her as she was my boss for a handful of those years. And so I hope that what she shared today has just really inspired you where you are. So here are today's truths and takeaways. Number one, be where you are and link arms with people alongside of you. And that is what creates a village. Number two, start with who you are and understanding yourself and what makes you tick and what sparks that light within you. Find those things you enjoy. Number three, be bold enough to try new things, knowing that you don't have to have it all figured out. Number four, it's okay if today you're not a 10. Number five, boldness and courageous are contagious. Go out and spread that. Number six, in order for us to be who we need to be for other people, we've got to put our egos aside, letting go of what we know and listening for understanding of who others are and where they're at. And lastly, when we support one another, we all win. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Excited to share more conversations with you. If you haven't already, would love for you to share this podcast with a friend. Let me know something that you took away from this conversation or go take a quick few seconds to either subscribe or and or both um, write a review on the podcast. You can scroll down on Apple Podcasts. There's a place where you can click on a number of stars. There's a spot where it says write a review. 
Just click there, leave me some of your feedback. That's what helps this episode and others like this to get shared with so many other people. Thanks for tuning in and until next time.